Yeah. Now, wait, okay, now, oh boy, yeah, that's that's normal looking. So. Okay, put in the music again. <laughs> okay, now I think we got it. It was just the wrong input. From the Sportique Studios, where everybody called them jumpolines, until your mom got one, you're in the South Stands with producer Scott Stafford. Good enough for the blowtorch, good enough for us, BSN Rockies analyst, Drew Creaseman. And his cohort in crime at BSN, Jake Shepalicious Shapiro. Yeah. And you It's hot. It's getting hot in here. It's going to get even hotter with the hot talk we got coming your way tonight on the South Stands Den. We're back. That's six and a half games back. Just back. No, we're back. It's been a while because everyone kept saying, oh, you guys still doing that? I'm like, yeah, yeah, fucker, we're doing it. So uh, we're we're back. Um, You wanted it done so bad, why didn't you do it yourself? (laughs) Yeah, people have have been out of town. We've been up to different things. But um, it's it's great to be back, and it's it's good to to have our guests here tonight because we need some questions answered. Um, The last time Drew was in here, um, everything was just starting to roll, I believe. We were all just kind of getting on this magical ride of the Rockies. And, yeah. And First we, place Colorado Rockies. And we, and we're we said, about. and we said, yeah. you know, hey Drew, come back a little later, and we'll see where this uh, where this ship has sailed. And uh, I think it's I think it's run aground. But um, fellas, what happened? What the hell happened? Oh, should I start or should you? Go ahead. Okay. Uh, nobody has any idea, John, what happened. No, I, it's it, it's absolutely insane. I mean, some of it's just the randomness of baseball, but I mean, they, they did not forget how to play baseball as much as it may look like that sometimes. Like, uh, they, they did not forget. They're all performing poorly. They're, Bud Black is even managing poorly. That's what tells you, you know, how bad they've been. Everything that was going right the first two months of the season is has gone wrong the last eight days that being said it's eight days it's, it's such a short period of yeah. time but at the same time during that very short period of time a lot of devastating things have happened in terms of their standing in in the uh in the west and it's just a bummer that for every game they drop the, the dodgers go get one well one of the one of the most devastating things is your lack of faith in the rockies colin i've seen it happen on twitter don't think i haven't noticed i did want to welcome turned on a dime did I, I? I yes you did i did want to welcome jake in because jake's never been here before i didn't i i guess i thought he had been here at some point and sometime when i, I ran into him. so i assume so too i think we tried to get you in here but yeah but it's it's good to have you buddy i think um, i'm the youngest south stands guest in uh, south stands history I, I think you might be. uh no no oh wait. cheyenne rose oh yeah, yeah, yeah. uh no destiny rose, destiny rose. She, she, she was a little she bit younger him. i think so uh, but it's it's wonderful <laughs> to have you as well ways. so we can we can uh, have your uh, your input on this uh this wonderful um this wonderful rocky season um and i did want to say that since we had Drew on, um, there's been two comic book movies that have, has been released. So mm. we're going to have to get into that, too, because he 
said, I will not come on unless I get to talk about comic books. I was like, look, dude, I, Colin doesn't really know. And he's like, nope, I have to I have to talk comic books. And I said, okay, that's cool. We'll get to that a little bit later. But uh, yeah, so the 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 Rockies, I'm sure you can I'm sure you can probably break it down and say, you know, this is what's going wrong. This is uh, this is some of the other stuff that's happening. Um, we can talk about all that. I want to. I want to kind of first talk about how this huge, like, groundswell of support. It's like a big tidal wave was just like rolling, rolling, rolling. And then as soon as they started losing, you could just see people dropping off and just like, hey. you, know, you know what I mean? Well, you 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 were at least watching still. But what's the what's the reaction that you guys are getting? Um, obviously, if you guys are on the BSN Rockies account, you're seeing it. Probably people are tweeting you stuff. Um, I know I was here that Purple Rose got a horror show of, of mentions. Yeah. Um, what are, what's some of the? I mean, what's what's the vibe out there from people? Have they have they totally lost faith? I mean, right now it's panic. It's sure yeah. panic. And Drew and I are baseball guys through and through. And we understand both of us, and I'm not saying Denver sports fans don't understand, but a lot of Denver sports fans are Broncos fans mainly. Yeah. And they come from the eight school. Eight games football. a year at home. Right. Yep. <laughs> and, the Bron- and the Rockies just lost eight games. So in that Broncos mentality, the Rockies could only go 500. Sure. And I tweeted that the other day as kind of a joke, but realistically, that's kind of the vibe we get, especially from guys with Broncos avatars and guys that we know that are Broncos fans. But baseball fans are more willing to judge right now, as we said at this point, the 81 games that the Rockies have played and playing at a 94-win pace than they are the last eight games. And Drew and I have continued to try and take that mentality. Yes, there are some problems with the team as we currently uh, look at it right now. But with the Rockies... uh, you have to evaluate the whole first half of the season. That's what we keep reminding fans. But there definitely has been a jump off the bandwagon. Uh, and to those who I say are about to jump off the bandwagon or who have jumped off the bandwagon, this is the most talented Rockies team besides maybe 2010. This is right there. It's 2010 in this. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's the best record ever at the halfway mark. Right. And it's the halfway mark right now. I, I tweeted out something the other night, and, and I understand the pragmatic problems with this. You can't just say, oh, if it were this case, because it's not. But if they played in three other divisions in baseball, they would be in first place in that division by a wide margin. If they were in the NL East, where the um, Washington Nationals are, they'd be barely behind those guys. And did you hear the, the Trey, Trey Turner Turner's news just as we came in today? Yeah, Colin, did you hear about Trey Turner? Oh, <laughs> what the hell <laughs> happened to Trey Turner? Oh, he fractured I wrist sh- thing. Yeah, He's going to... Yeah, I shouldn't. I shouldn't cheer an injury, but for Colin in our fantasy, is there a fantasy? It's, okay, yes, it's, I, I it's awesome. So, no. well, so so I said somebody else asked asked us both the other day. They were like, "Hey, is this you know what's is this you know kind of a blip?" And I said, "Well, this is more than a blip." But if we get two more weeks down the road and nothing's really changed, I think that's a little bit. That's probably a little cause for concern. But right now, it's just like you said. It's in the grand scheme of things, we we all knew it was coming first and foremost. If if somebody didn't didn't know that there was going to be a rough patch, then they were kidding themselves. So we knew there was going to be a rough patch. It's certainly in the in the midst of it right now. I think they'll 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 pull out of it and they'll be fine. Um, if they don't and they keep going, I mean, at what point? You know, do we get into like mid July and you're like, okay, this is this is now an issue. Well, I've been saying this since they got off to a start in which they were about five or six games above 500. If they go 500 the rest of the way, they're going to make the playoffs. If they go 500 the rest of the way, they will make the playoffs. And you're looking at it right now, and they're going to play a game in October that's going to be a, a coin flip essentially against the Arizona Diamondbacks as it looks right now. And there's no reason to 
sell your farm system to get a middle reliever or to get a veteran starting pitcher. There are guys that they could acquire at the deadline that could help them. Yes, certainly. But if they even play two, three games below 500 and find a way to win 88, 89 games, they'll be fine. They'll be going to the postseason. I think that's a huge step forward for this franchise. Huge. And let, that, that's let, a huge Let thing. me ask you this, though, and, and, and I totally agree as far as a huge step forward for this organization, but... I fell in love with the idea of winning the division yeah. this season. It's just it was never. It was gonna never happen. gonna. I know people don't like hearing that. Please I, expand on that. The, Do- the, the Dodgers, Dodgers are, are unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, their resources. They have basically five or six different GMs in that front office that have been GMs with other franchises that weren't fired by those franchises, but hired by the Dodgers for more money to take lesser roles. Along with the incredible resources they have in payroll, about two hundred fifty million, they have one of the best farm it's systems. It's the in baseball. highest in baseball, right? The they have payroll. one of the best yeah. farm systems in baseball. They can acquire anyone. It's like a hundred million more than the Rockies per mm-hmm. year. Yeah, and, and that's a lot of talent you could buy with a hundred million a year. Mm-hmm. Right, and they've got talent. guys that are on their bench that would be starting on most teams in Major League Baseball. It's the Dodgers are one of those teams uh, that are we're going to win the world or we're going to the World Series no matter what. The World Series are bust for them this year. Their rotation, Julio Urias, is out for the rest of the year, but Julio Urias is like their eighth starter. Julio Urias would be the number one starter on the Rockies. Kenta Maeda is their version of Jordan Lyles, their long man, and he was like, like didn't he get a couple of Rookie of the Year votes last year? And he, he got like the, 50 million when coming over? Yeah, yeah. So they're, the Dodgers are just so good and it's so difficult to win the division that uh, Jake wrote a great article about this the other day, which is the reason why I think neither one of us are, you know, along with the whole panic mode, is because the Rockies are essentially now playing with the way this has panned out, with the way the rest of the National League looks like. They're playing to get into one game, and it's whether or not they're going to have a home field advantage. And it's going to be against the Diamondbacks because they're going to win more games than anybody in the National League Central. Maybe the Cubs are going to go on a huge second-half run. I could see it. But you know the Brewers or Cardinals will most likely fall off as exactly. well. Exactly. So, so, so to put let's, – let's put it into Bronco fans' terms. Yeah. The Dodgers are the Broncos, and the Rockies are the Chargers on a little bit of a, little bit of a hot streak. Is that, is that fair to say? Uh, or, or another perspective here. You could t- An analogy, if you will, John. I, I want to create analogies so for the people for who are the, the, the Rockies. With, the Bronco avatars. I want those people to understand what we're trying to say here. The Rockies are going to play a full season, and then their playoff is going to consist of 30 seconds. Yeah. I, I see what you mean, yeah. yeah. That's crazy. 162 games, and here's one game if you're in or out. At least give them three. At least know? give them three. It's insane. I mean, it, every series in baseball is at least three, basically, except for those two-game series, which are a mismatch, and they usually either turn into four-game series or they're out against your divisional opponents that you play 19 times a year, so it doesn't really matter. Like right. it's, it's nice to have wild cards, right? I mean, it's only been I mean, what, maybe fun. 15 yeah. years. How long has it even been? 20, 2012 was the first year, and right now we're looking at it if this What's was that, 2011, that if it was 2011, the Rockies would be playing the Diamondbacks essentially the rest of the year to make sure they got that one wild card spot instead of the two to see you know who plays in that one game. Now hold on, now the Diamondbacks, um, the Diamondbacks are not remarkably better than the Rockies. No, no, and I and I mean they obviously got some great they got some great players, some great hitters. Their pitching staff can't be any better than the Rockies. So aren't they going to hit a skid here too? Yeah. They, they've done really good. So so once they hit their skid, then then all all should be well. I, I think we're preaching to the choir here. Other than Colin, everyone kind of knows. That I this just is I wanted to, to, I to, wanted the division, and I and I didn't I had I didn't have that understanding that 
it wasn't to be period and end of story it, man for a minute though i will say they, they put that energy like i think yeah. for a, for a minute jake and i were looking at each other like wow the division is actually in the mix this late into the season because they stole so many games without their best pitcher and john gray without you know having ian desmond for the first month getting some weird contributions from some places but my favorite football analogy actually for the broncos fans is it's like getting destroyed in one game we were talking about this before we came on it's about nine games is the equivalent but in this particular case it kind of feels like when the broncos got destroyed in the super bowl one game right you feel that bad right now but that didn't mean that essentially that exact same broncos team couldn't get back to the super bowl and win it the next year they weren't suddenly talentless because they got destroyed in one game the same way the rockies aren't suddenly talentless for looking like little leaguers over and, eight and eight games is more of uh is more equivalent is what you're saying is more equivalent of one nfl game exactly right yeah. and you look at it in baseball terms baseball teams when they're building their teams for the future they don't build them for one year unless you're the yankees and acquiring a bunch of guys for a single season and you're basically cutting the payroll you know past that you don't care or the Marlins a couple times have done this. Baseball teams try to build contention windows over the course of four or five years, and what the Rockies have done, they've created a contention window. And the crazy part about this year is not only is it a little bit earlier than Drew and I thought, but basically they've gotten every piece of bad luck uh, they lost their starting pitcher. They lost their left uh, their left fielder. They've lost a lot of guys for a considerable amount of time this year. And a lot of guys haven't been performing up to their capabilities, i.e. Carlos Gonzalez. And they're still performing at this clip. So when you're looking at it, not only should you be positive towards the second half because the Rockies should be getting healthier, but you should be really positive about 2018-2019. Yeah. And that and that's also too is, you know, earlier I, I think we, you know, we probably talked about this and they were like, yeah, they probably need to add some. You just said this earlier, you know, don't think they need to do that. And it's almost like Okay, we kind of know where this is going to end up. So why why sell off all these assets for just maybe a little bit better result when you can hold that and then wait till next year and then really then they could like like you know strike when they needed to. And obviously you don't want to pack it in and say, "Oh, they're not going to win the World Series." We we know that because that's just not going to happen. It's like saying, you know, the Nuggets put a good team together and they're going to win the NBA title. It's not going to happen. Um, but if it builds up over time, yes, you could say, "Hey, this might be it," and then they can do something that might be, you know, seem as like, "Hey, we got to we got to get rid of some assets to get one guy to help out." But this year's probably not it, right? Under no circumstances should they trade a guy like Brendan Rodgers or Ryan McMahon oh, no. for right. that. No, but they can trade guys like Harrison Musgrave or a couple other prospects you guys probably haven't heard of no. for a bullpen <laughs> pitcher that could theoretically shorten the game, that one game. Sure. And that won't shorten their contention window long-term. But your ultimate goal, Colin, as a guy that loves Denver sports, is to win an NLS crown. And I think that's a fair goal, and I think that should be the goal for the Rockies. They've never done it. Well, they followed up by a World Series. Well, that, that is that important. Too. But I think for the Rockies, this, is, this was never going to be the year to win the NL West, but you're looking forward at these teams, the ones that will have Brennan Rodgers and Ryan McMahon, where you're wondering where you're going to play Trevor Story, and you're wondering how you get David Dahl and Ryan Maltapia on the field even. Those are the teams that are going to win in NL West, and those are about a year or two away. Baby, that sounds good. I like that. Let's take. I want to win now. I know. <laughs> I know. Listen, that's the Bronco fan in you. You got. You're just spoiled. You got to win now, but it's a different. It's a different animal. You know what I'm saying? So, um, let's. We just blew through that. So let's get into the. Uh, well, maybe sec- you did. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to the second quarter. I had. I had to talk to keep you from all the doom and gloom. So. 
Um, I do feel better. Yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, these guys will make you feel better. I'm telling you. If you listen to them, they'll 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 make you feel or, better. Or about if you it. look at them. That's right. Uh, so let's take a quick break, and we'll get into the second quarter right now. No fun to hang around. Freaked out for another day. No fun for my baby. No fun. No fun for my baby. No fun. Sportique is where scooters come from, right in the shadow of downtown Denver at 160 South Broadway. Check out their vast selection of motor scooters, 50 cc's all the way up to. 150 cc's 200 250 and bigger whatever suits you best remember 50 cc scooters park for free downtown at a bike rack no better way to get around sportique where scooters come from it's the questions would rockies fans who've been waiting for the other shoe to drop be wise to grab an umbrella since it's raining size nines. With a division <laughs> title starting to feel like a lost cause and the team clinging to hopes of a wild card, is it almost like Bronco season's here? <laughs> With the Rocco- Rockies stumbling, have producers at 104.3 The Fan given the talent the green light to start talking Broncos. Will John Elway finally decide to start Paxton Lynch, Trevor Simeon, or fuck for fuck's sakes, anybody else? Seriously, anybody <laughs> is the most commonly googled term in Denver this week. John Elway's birthday. You have questions. We have answers. Southstandsdenver.com, Colorado's finest internet sports talk since 1971. Sounds familiar. But I can't tell you what this is. Transit. Ah. Gotcha. Um. So Jake and Drew do the, the BSN Rockies podcast, which is which is excellent. Actually, I the last couple of ones I've listened to, you were not on it, Jake. I haven't heard you. I've only heard Drew uh, doing solo. I'm on like twice a week. Okay, Drew maybe, doesn't solo maybe I missed you. Yeah, Drew. Well, we moved to daily podcast. Yeah, it's I kind know. Of a, I can't a, keep up. A little hint at the Denver radio stations that maybe uh, I should pay attention to this club. But me and Drew can't get together every day. So. I got gotcha, you. Sure. Um, you guys do an excellent job, even though I haven't heard you on there, Jake. And, and, and I know you do an excellent job. And Drew by himself. It's really, it just yeah. goes thirty minutes. It's, it's excellent. And it's excellent. That's it's difficult. awesome. That's difficult. If you've ever yeah. sat and done that, it's tough it's to do. Very so, tough. It's the toughest um, thing to do very, in radio. Very, very tough. And and you're not stopping at editing this thing. This right? You just roll it out? No, you, yeah. For the most part, I, I just do it every he, once he in a while. He doesn't stop to edit because he doesn't know how to edit. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Good. Exactly. What if you had a big beer belt? You got to <laughs> right. let out. You, yeah. just, you just let it let uh, it out. Hey man, I, I, I let it go. I say, hey guys, sorry about that, and I move forward with. Now every once in a while, little stuff, and if I need to drop in some audio because I like doing that when we've got if somebody after the game like gave me a quick 20 seconds of something yeah, funny that's some that, not yeah. a story I'll drop that in there Will you but. drop an S-bomb on your show on your on your pod oh sure sure there, there was something I went uh, the, by S-bomb you mean 
a spano bomb a, yeah. a spano, spano. The, what, what was it i said oh it was when i, I got into talking about i can somebody asked me about why and this was actually back to john's question about why fans get so upset about this team and i was saying i think a narrative a false narrative has been, been sold for a very long time that the monforts don't care about winning and that is bullshit it is, and, and I said that straight on the podcast, and that's exactly how I feel about it. If I was on this show, I might have dropped you, a couple extra words the, in there. If you look at their backgrounds and the kind of guys they are, and they may appear, both of the brothers Monfort, in a quiz I have for us later. Ooh, to, to oh, I forgot to about tease the, the Colorado Rockies. Oh. Um, but I, I think that uh, if you were to look at their background and assume that they're not competitive people, you'd have to be insane. It's it's insane because, listen, they, they, they want to make money, right? They know that if they can play into the postseason, they make extra money, right? You get extra money because you're playing extra games. You got people buying beer. You got people, you got people from both teams buying beer and, and food well, and all that and, stuff. And it's so – it is not only easy – Inconvenient and it's desirable to spend money at Coors Field. They they understand that that much, and they're really really good at making money. And they and they know that if this team's good, it's just going to get better and better and better. When I go, more marks. I, I just went um, yep. recently with my family on purple bat day which is kind of crap okay just be honest i wanted the spatula be awesome um, if you had a fat wife with purple hair well see you they, could take her to that game they, they, <laughs> not say but, anything but about see, it they, you know the kids and my wife she's like hey i want to get a new shirt i'm like that's awesome because i i wanted to wear a rocky shirt i'm like yeah go please do it i want everyone to have a good time you know so i want them to go back so that's that's what they're they're selling they're selling they're selling a good time they're selling memories you know and wait hold on though i want to go back to i want to go back to talking about you guys doing the podcast and uh i remember anytime i've done something on my own i'd be sitting drinking of course sure. and then i'd be like well when am i going to get to drink and then i i would have to sit in there and take a big pull off a beer and then i realized oh i can go back in later and edit and edit out that big gulp you know that i just took so that's that's when you can get around if you're drinking while you're doing it not saying that you're drinking but the fact there that are you guys- long pauses at the end of all of the commercials that i read so <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. when you're taking if you guys are like to pull you. back the curtain for anyone <laughs> sure. who listens to the podcast i, 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 thought, that, I thought it was just dramatic I always, I always listen <laughs> going, i know jews masturbating <laughs> <laughs> yes, that too no, uh, but you guys you say you're doing it every day and because there's there's a, a market for it there's people want to hear it because these other guys aren't covering it on the radio very effectively. So why not do it? Because then somebody can go, you know what? I would love to hear about some Rockies talk. And I think that's when I was, I was, I knew I wouldn't get it on the radio. So I was like, well, I know these guys are going to talk about it. So you get it right there on your phone or whatever you're driving around. Um, there, there is a need for it, and you guys are going to slide right in there and do it because the other, the the big guys aren't going to talk about it, and that is just so so puzzling. I know that their bread and butter is the Broncos and all that. I get that because they got a bunch of dummies that just want to tune in and hear football talk. But I am a Denver sports fan. I want to hear about all of it, and I just I, I think that that um, that type of thing that you guys are doing has provided that for fans and people who want to hear something different. Yeah, they're network television, and we are Netflix or Hulu. That's the difference, is they're stuck in this, like, Jay Leno world of, like, let's appeal to everybody because we're on for everybody. And we're like, we live in an on-demand society. If you don't care about the Broncos, but you're a huge Denver sports fan, you shouldn't have to sit through 35 minutes of Broncos talk for the five minutes they talk about your hockey team or your soccer team or your baseball team. Well, and to fairly credit, I I, honestly, I'm a big fan of Altitude Sports Talk Radio. I think they do a... An, an extraordinary job, and they cover a wide range of topics, including the Rockies, and they cover them well. And they 
are astoundingly honest in criticizing the Kroenke teams, considering that it's a Kroenke-owned station. I think they do a respectable well, job. They, they, but they also admit their bias. They, but they have, they have to, because if they were not somewhat critical, then everybody would just call them out and be like, you guys are full of shit. You can't criticize the Nuggets for their terrible draft. You know what I mean? So, And obviously, they're not going to say, like, these guys are these guys don't what the fuck they're doing. They're not going to say anything like that, but they're going, to, they're going to at least tell it honestly because otherwise people are going to cry foul. But um, it, it's, and they, do, they do a good job with it. But I'm just more, I just think it's great that that there now is a is a market for it, and you guys can slide in and say, "Hey, you guys don't want to talk Rockies? Well, we will. We'll do it." And honestly, you know, I know from my perspective, and Drew agrees with me, but I was credentialed to cover the Colorado Rockies when I was nineteen. Yeah. The only reason that happened is because the Denver media market decided that they weren't going to pay attention to the Rockies. And the Rockies go. sucked at the time; they were really, really bad. But there were times when I've been covering the Rockies over the last three years where it's literally. You know, one dude from the post, MLB.com, me, and maybe two radio guys. Yeah. And, like, me, that's a major league team. That's crazy. And that's why Drew and I have been able to capitalize on this. As young as you actually are, you are younger looking. Yes. And I ask you this. What is your relationship with Rockies PR like? Do they know what you're made of when it comes to this game that you're playing here? They know to take me seriously, but they also know that I'm going to – they know I'm going to be around for a while. And – they have been great. They've pulled me aside and told me, hey, you should or shouldn't be doing this Like as a journalist. Uh, That's cool. They've done really – same thing with CU Buffs. They've done really nice things for me and helping me move my career along. Uh, it's really interesting kind of the dynamic that I have because I'm literally called almost famous in the Rockies clubhouse. Yeah, really? Like, yeah, okay. they just call me almost famous. And, like, I get that. I have that appeal. And, like, when I cover the Buffs, like, it's the same dudes that I go out chasing girls for you know like i'm competing against these dudes sure. for girls because i'm up at cu too like so well, are you really competing with them though? yeah right yeah as, that was, that was as, a friendly <laughs> word he used for himself though, as i told one of the basketball players when i was with them and uh, another girl i was like you know they're not hanging out with me and you to end up with a five foot three jewish dude and he's like that's respect I'm basically like, your cock is as big as me <laughs> right <laughs> um, well but but uh, you know i say they they know you're gonna be around for a long time you, know, you hopefully you live to be 90 they know they're, they're gonna they're gonna deal with you for you know 70 years you know so 70 some 60 some years so um they 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 know you're gonna be around a long time you've probably acquitted yourself well with them and like i said you learned on the job and what what to do what not to do um it does it, i've always i've always been wondered about the reaction where like if somebody hadn't met you before and there you're standing there do they, is it kind of like a double take yeah, with uh, younger guys, and the Rockies have a lot of younger guys now, it's a lot easier. Because like, when I introduce myself to like Kyle Freeland, for instance, I'm like, hey, you, I played you in high school. And he's <laughs> like, oh, yeah. yeah, I played Freeland, I played Ty Block, I wow. played all these dudes in high school. And it's kind of really cool to see, and I've written about it a few times, like just the Denver vibe that's going on in Major League Baseball because uh, David Peterson who just got drafted by the Mets. Mm -hmm. I wrote about him. Uh, I really don't want to promote my stuff, but that's something Please I really do. think you Please should do. read. So, yeah. so but, clearly but, you have been a baseball player for a long time. Yes. Where did the writing come in? Uh, for me, I'm actually dyslexic. So I hated writing in high school and Drew, Drew's a really good editor and he helps me with a lot of that stuff, but I didn't want to write. I, I, I tore my arm up in high school. I was going to play junior college baseball and then what ha happened was, is I was like, I was really down for a year. I stopped paying attention to baseball because I'm like, this isn't my future. And then I realized, all right, 
I really love baseball. I'm going to start writing about it. I started writing about it for my friend's blog, and I just kind of climbed up from there because uh, I realized it was my way in. I always wanted to be a sports talk radio host, and I realized that writing was the thing I probably should do first. So that was my thing. And to get back to the original question is, yeah, you know, if I go up to uh, like Ian Desmond for the first time, what the hell is this this guy you know like it's it's he, you're you're a kid and like you know the first time i interview like mike mcintyre or whatever it's like oh. even like he knows their college kids covering seniors just like oh wait but this one's like in high school like, no, <laughs> no dude like i'm not this one's even extra small and, and you know what i will say about jake the, the way i think it comes around very very quickly and i had one of the pr guys with the rockies pull me aside and kind of tell me this recently uh I think it was about both of us, but I think it was especially talking about Jake is, is he asked really great questions. So these guys have to go through, like, I, I, I remember. The same lame exactly. questions. I remember early on in the, in the saga of the president, Sean Spicer getting really upset because he had already answered the question he felt like. I was like, man, you would not last a day as a professional athlete oh, because yeah. these guys get asked the exact same questions over and over and over again. I mean, so when Mark someone, Reynolds got asked about Ian Desmond the entire first month of the year every single time he talked. Right. So when Jake walks up and they're like, oh, who is this kid? And he says, you know, the team is doing really well in certain clutch situations this year. Does that mean that you guys are taking a different approach when you see guys out there on base, or are you kind of trying to stay within yourself? Each time? They're like, oh, my God, this is a question about baseball instead of some bullshit, you know? And, like, yeah. that's my background. I, I've been a baseball player my whole life, and John knows I'm a huge hockey guy too. Mm -hmm. But I, I know more about baseball than I do anything, and I played at such a high level uh, despite my athletic stature, and I love it so much that <laughs> – I really feel like I know as much about baseball that I'm on the same level as them and I'm having a conversation to someone that I'm equal with. And I think that gives me an advantage over guys that I'm a football guy. I'm coming in here to just, you know, put my guy on TV or something like that. Well, and you obviously in order to be um, as successful as you were at the levels you were as an athlete at your diminutive size, you had to work extra hard. And that is also benefiting you in this career. Look, everyone's kind of diminutive next to you, so let's <laughs> let's just let's just be just be fair with that, okay? So, sorry, I mean to step on your question. <laughs> oh, no, that's absolutely I, fair. If I did, um, I, I like the fact that you guys are there, and let's say let's you know the, we'll assume they're going to write the ship here and and uh, make make the playoffs. I I said the Guinness season. I said I think they're going to make the playoffs. They make the playoffs. You guys are going to be there. All of a sudden, it's starting to get real crowded around there because all these other jack-offs are going to show up and they're going to be like, hey, we got to cover this now, right? So um, I like the fact that you your faces will be the ones the players have seen all season and they probably would play into whether they would like you know they go oh i know that guy i'm gonna i'm gonna talk to him and i don't know who this dude is you know i haven't seen him i haven't seen him here before and the best example of that is our great friend ryan konigsberg when he was at the super bowl uh with von miller von miller's walking by and he's like all these media people and then he sees ryan he's like oh that's my dude from denver right there and it's uh, like, that's like, cool yeah and, and that that stuff does happen and i think the most important part about being a beat writer is not what you write or how you write it or how you interact. It's just being there and getting familiar and having them feel like you're, you're held to a standard. And uh, that's my biggest thing is I'm down there even on days when I really don't have to be down there. There are a couple times I've given him the day. I've been like day game after night game. I've got the morning covered. You don't need to be there. He just shows up. He's like, oh, cool. Now we've got two people here to work <laughs> this game. That's awesome. You know, it, it, and the players respect that, especially in baseball, because they there are Such those, a long schedule. Yeah. And, and so if you're there till really late, if you're there till after midnight, asking guys questions after a great win or a tough loss, and they've got a day game the next day and they see you there at nine o'clock in the morning that they, they know they, they remember 
for stuff like that. Now, I would I would show up all the time just to see my main man, Mark Stout. But that's just me, okay? That's, <laughs> Dude, that's just me. Mark Stout's he's, actually he's one of the greatest the people. Like, I know how, I know how he comes across on TV. <laughs> he he comes like, across a certain way. He's I, a goofball. But, but. Mark Stout is, like, a really genuinely great human being. Like, I'm, sure, I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is. I'm not saying he's not. It's just, you know. He's no Kavanaugh. Yeah, he's no Kavner, but that's a discussion for another time, which could come up next as we get into the second half of the South Stands Denver Fancast. We're having a good time. We're talking Rockies, talking little media stuff. Um, we've got a Rockies quiz coming up, and uh, we got barn burner, barn burner, oh, barn burner. And we got to talk a little. We got to talk a little comic book movies. I know there's a certain Spider-Man movie coming out very soon. Oh my God! Very my daughter pop- can't stop talking about very it. Very popular around my house too. So um, we'll uh, we'll get into all that into the second half right now. Me gusta la montaña, me gustas tú, me gusta la noche. ¿Qué voy a hacer? Yo no sé pa. ¿Qué voy a hacer? Yo no sé plus. ¿Qué voy a hacer? Je suis perdu. ¿Qué corazón, mi corazón? Put it on the tits, guys. Really, there's sports not much sports to talk about yeah, other than the Rockies. You know, honestly, that was like bucket list. Oh, we can talk about how that was. Yeah. That was like bucket list. Wow. Like, I'm so glad that's up there, man. I didn't, I didn't know. I we should we should wow. record it or the something. The first I mean, time you sports is, is yeah. Yeah. it's, pretty, it's yeah. pretty it's pretty spectacular. I also it takes a lot out of the man, doesn't it? Doesn't it? That's good stuff. That is, you know, that's the that's from Tim and Eric and Scott and I were talking. We're going to go to the show here. They're doing a 10 year anniversary show or 20. What is it? 10 year, yeah, 10 year. 10 year. But if you've ever seen, if you ever watched Decker on Adult Swim, I highly recommend it. It's um so it's this so Tim Heidecker is one part of Tim and Eric. He does it with with Greg Turkington, who's this other this other very funny guy, and they do this kind of like Neil Hamburger. He's Neil Hamburger, and he's been in a couple things. You probably recognize him. Does this really funny show? It's a super low budget, like um, pro America, like secret agent show, and it's really like intentionally bad looking. And um, he does this kind of weird, like almost like kind of Trump impression the whole time, and it's really funny. It's like they're like twelve minutes long. It's all on Adult Swim. I I, I recommend it. it's good stuff. So all right, a yeah, little, yeah. little recommendation, a little recommendation. I like that. Yeah. yeah, I saw a T shirt today that it was awesome. It said GLBT down the side, and it was guns, ladies. Booze and trucks. <laughs> That's nice. It was awesome. It's for good. the Fourth of July. Well, um, you know. 
The uh, you guys <laughs> walk around. You guys, you guys, it's good for Fourth of July. Uh, you guys walk around Coorsville a little bit. I don't know if you make it out of the press box. I know it's luxury digs. I can see it from my. <laughs> see, I've waved to you, Jake. I, I waved back. I, yeah, you wave back. Yeah, and um, I could see you and and um, and uh, BK from Purple Row because he's so big sitting next to you. I could tell it was you two. Um, but um, I, I can see you guys, and I, I don't know if you venture too far out. But you know, I, do you see a lot of? Um, you're talking about fancy T-shirts. Do you see people, you know, are they use your, their regular, like, Nolan jersey or are people fancying up? Are they making their own shirts? You, do you see a lot of the, the, you know, the taco shirts or any of the, the stuff that people are making uh, on the side? I've seen a few party deck against the world Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Our yeah. friends over there at PDP. Uh, I've seen just a few taco shirts. It's kind of been only with my friends thus far. Yep. And Tony but, Walters. Yeah, Tony Walters is wearing one, which is awesome. Uh, I see a lot of Nolan jerseys. It's mainly Nolan jerseys are just kind of simple. Tulo jerseys. There are a lot of Tulowitzki jerseys. You know, I don't know what to do with my Tulowitzki jersey. I think that Burn should it. be like my an daughter still wears it. And every time we walk into the into the uh, into the ballpark, she's like she's like pointing at it as we're walking down the hallway. It's <laughs> like the greatest player. The the Rockies traded away the greatest player of. You all didn't tell time. her he. You didn't tell her he's dead. Like he's he died. No, you didn't tell no. Her that. She still believes he's the greatest baseball player of all time. I I saw a lot when I went um, recently before the before the big skid, um, and a lot of people were there getting into it. I saw like a lot of Helton jerseys, and I thought, and they looked kind of like older. And I thought, oh, you've had this since you were you know whatever, and you just that's what all you had. You, you just know? took it out of the closet. Yeah, you yeah. took it out of the closet because that's all you knew. But that's you knew cool. To do. I mean, it's like wearing that's an cool. Atwater. It's it's fine. It's classic because you can you can wear a Helton one to the end of time and be fine. But. I've always said if I were going to buy a Broncos jersey, I'm not buying Von Miller. He might get traded. I'm being I'm buying a number seven man. Well, or, that, or that, that's a problem with all sports teams now. You buy a jersey and two years later they're gone. But well, I think you need to buy a classic player that is from the past that maybe is a little bit more niche. If you're a big fan, like Stokely, like, like come on, like Stokely <laughs> yeah. would be a good one. Uh, I mean, that's for the Rock, niche. for the Rockies, you would need a player like I think Spillboards is a classic at this that's, point. That's yeah. a good one, sure. Yeah, because yeah, he's he's still there. Everyone knows who he is. Um, yeah. Everyone knows he won't shut up <laughs> while there's baseball being played. You know what? He's awful. No, it's no, better no. than the alternative. No, no, no. I, I, I don't mind him at all. I think he's fine. I think if him and Drew Goodman are together, I think they're fine. It's when they cram three people in there, it is nonstop. And I, you guys don't you guys don't watch the broadcast, really. I do. When they but, go on the yeah. road. When they go yeah. on the road. But, man, when, those, when the three guys are in there. Well, ooh, it's boy. when they have Jeff and... Jeff and uh, Ryan don't do well together. Oh. Jeff, I think, is okay. He gets a lot of bad rep. But when Corey Sullivan and Ryan Spielboards are together, they're terrific. Yeah, like they are both down. really funny and both really smart baseball guys. I think it was my main man Mark Stout, and it was Corey oh, we, Sullivan, when and he was it was doing Jeff play Houston. by play. Oh my god! When those three guys were in there. They never shut up. Oh, okay, here's your stout story. Okay. So do you remember when he called uh, his first play-by-play game last year against Washington? And Trevor Story hits a bomb. No. But so this was his home run call. Okay. This is, this is a ball that's line drive <laughs> masterpiece at 110 miles an hour that goes out in like two seconds Just of hang time. He swings and did not miss. <laughs> that's it. So for the... He never said it again because, you know, because it's but, terrible. Because he could literally hear people laughing from Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since then, people have been going up to Mark and going, he swung and did not miss. Nah, and nice. I And I actually tried to pay solely 20 bucks to say he swung and did not miss on the broadcast when Stout was calling a game earlier this year and he, he didn't follow uh, through. But, you know what my home run call would be? 
That one's gonna sit at the right hand of the Lord. That's that's yeah. His yeah. That's, yeah. Yes. No, yes. That's, that's, that's his. No, that's his call. I, I, oh, you I, stole that, John? No, I did. no I John. No, no, there's no theft involved. Yeah, there's no theft. There's I, no, he I uses that it was, better than I. I was, said that's great, and every time they hit a home run, I'm gonna I'm gonna use it. Yeah. That one's gonna sit at the right hand of the Lord. Oh, yeah. I've got oh, a, I've got a new one all queued up that I'm ready to debut, but I haven't been really they watching the games, no. and I haven't. There's not been many home runs, so oh yeah. Next time I'm I'm watching, and I've got one all ready, so you guys look for it. It'll be it'll be ready to rock. So, um, hey, let's. Um, do you want to do the quiz? You want to do the quiz now? Before we get to the quiz, okay. I have some really big news. Oh, okay. It's, this is this is earth shattering shit. John. Okay, I. Am now mutually following. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Les Shapiro already happened, right? Well, yeah, oh, yeah. That, yeah, bridge, with Les that bridge has already been mended. Okay, yeah. You're yeah. not going to believe this one. Oh, I think I know. This one's going. over the I top. I think I know. I go go for it. Adrian Dater. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, I saw hey, that. Hey, yeah, wow. You BS, gotta understand. BS this was bitter. Zone. Yeah. Okay. This was ugly. Okay. We, I don't know this. Story. I we don't know. I story. use SouthStandsDenver.com as the outlet for covering his. Dis- demise oh. at the post. Oh, and I had too. screenshots <laughs> of text messages. I had, I mean, oh. it was dead spin style. Deep. Why are you deep. moaning over here? Because I like Dater. He's okay, a, all right, he's well, a good dude to me. He's been, like, one, he's been one of my mentors. All right, that's fine. We have, we'll fine. We have we'll, kissed we'll, we'll and made. I'm up. glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. He, said, he said, "Listen, man, I'm sorry I blocked you. I was really sensitive at the time, and I said, how could I possibly blame you? I mean, it was a terrible time. Of course, you were sensitive. I wouldn't have been any different. Hey, thanks for giving me another chance, and uh, thanks for the follow. I, I listen. I don't. I don't know him." Um, he's was never really very uh, nice to me. No, he, he was mean. A, he was mean. Yeah, he was kind of a dick. Yeah. And um, I, I have heard that. Um, I remember when all that went down. Um, I oh, remember Ryan Bol- Ryan Bolden was like, "Hey, man, same thing." He's like, "He was a mentor. He helped me out a lot." More um, people, and I was I would say this when I published the the couple of pieces. There were like two of them that I published on the whole thing. I have never gotten more personal phone calls on my cell from people going, "Dude." Lindsey Jones called me. Um, Look at him name dropping. Yeah, Who else right? calls it, Colin? Um, um, a hottie from my high sports, Doug Ottawell. Oh, and oh Robin Carlin. Robin Carlin yeah. called me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Terry Fry reached out to me via DM and said, hey, man, huh. would you take it easy on my, on my dude? Okay, that's cool. And I was like, man. <laughs> but it created, for the very first time, that, that was a really interesting uh, dynamic because... I was used to just doing this takedown stuff on about the media, and I had never had. Been, it was always so sure somebody that nobody supported to all of a sudden have somebody <laughs> like already getting having all these people support them. I was really well, I didn't know what to do with it. And in and around that time, like I said, people said, "Hey, you know this this dude helped me out," and I said, "That's cool, whatever." And like he doesn't know me at all. I, he doesn't know the fuck I am, but um, not not very nice um, to me at all. And uh, that's cool. I, you know, he doesn't like I said doesn't know who I am. Um, but I I've, just can't wait till the day till Colin takes me down. Oh, you know what I mean? Like oh, I can't, he's, he's I can't wait. Like, like that's going to be really exciting. Well, well like, Dater's whole thing was he hated bloggers, and now he's a blogger, so he can he can <laughs> pretty hey, much hey, do now. Hey, 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 now. everyone's on the same level now, hey, right? Now. So yeah, um, <laughs> that's good. We get paid. No, okay. But, yeah. Are you bloggers? No. no. We're, wow. 
Okay. I agree. I don't think so. I, I Okay, I, what I, are you? If you're not bloggers, tell me what we basically your reporters. Are digital newspaper right. Uh, yeah, reporters. absolutely. What do I always say? I said I said I'm not a blogger. I'm an online sports columnist. That's what I always called myself, a little being a little what, cheeky okay, about it. Okay, so what's the difference? The uh, the blo- difference is we how? don't root for the team. We're not allowed oh, to. We don't okay, cheer for the team. Yeah, that's clear. We, not only that, I think that we are there every day. Bloggers are right. maybe there on game days, they have game day credentials or they just aggregate stuff from the actual beat writers drew and i are there basically just as much as patrick saunders or nick groke yeah the only the only difference between those guys and us is that we don't travel with the team and some of them have uh you know paper outlets but most yeah. of the but most of what uh, like thomas harding you know doesn't produce for for a a paper he travels with it's, the team doesn't he travel he travels yeah, with yeah. the team but that's all online as well sure and and you know, right, Thomas say, Harding's not a blogger, right? Absolutely, right. And and you know, be and and I and I've actually had several conversations with Warren Miller, the the head of PR there for the Colorado Rockies, about this and how we need to make sure that we're navigating these these waters exactly correctly. If he thinks we've done something that kind of goes toward the line of being a blog, he'll say, "Hey, you know," and and this hasn't been a problem for uh, over a year now, but he'll say, "Hey, that was a little bloggish. If you want to be taken seriously as professionals who do this, here's what you need to do." And we've followed that road. The adults yeah. table uh, coming yeah. coming to the adults table. I've got uh-huh. a question here. Could you travel with the team? I, like I know Spano wouldn't. You know. Yeah, it's just. A, I mean, that, it's a matter of money it? at this point, yeah. and, and right. whether it's feasible. And we, as a company, question whether it is. Uh, worth our time and money to travel. Uh, in general, we have traveled to things in the uh, in the past. I've traveled to the Pac-12 championship game, uh, the Pac-12 tournament for basketball, as well as the Alamo Bowl because we see the bang for our buck. So it's that's a little different, though. That's money. like a one-shot deal, as, right. as opposed to you going on the road. Sure, I exactly. have a feeling if the Rockies went to the World Series, you'd be there the whole way. We would yep. definitely be there. Be uh, there. Uh, but the one thing I will say that is the most bloggy thing we have done by far this year is I had a hilarious kind of columny thing about Dustin Garneau not being able to. Shake shake hands with uh, Greg Holland after <laughs> games. And you know what? It seemed bloggy at the time. 20 minutes later, the Denver, Denver Post, Post had, had a story up. about ah, it. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and, and I want to, I want to mention while we're talking about stuff you do, um, just some praise for some stuff you do. Some of the um, congealing of video media and sound media that you do, you it's just so much fun that you had the five or you had five or seven calls of the Arenado yeah. uh, Father's Day uh, yeah, yeah, uh, Father's yeah. Day walk off home run. You know that aggregating that kind of uh, it was so fun to listen to in Spanish. Right. I thought it was going to be so much better. I, when I went out and suck out this, the Spanish call, I thought it was going to be like this amazing like thing. And I know the Spanish language guys, uh, but it ended up being just a pretty regular call. But I thought it was going to be like, like, oh my god, Nolan, I'm not like, and it just didn't end up being as great because I've heard some of the Spanish language soccer calls where the guys are just screaming, oh my god, for a minute. Yeah, and I and thought no! it was going to be like that, yeah, and like going, going, going for. What, what a high point of the season for them at that point, and it's gone straight down yeah. ever since. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Nolan right. did one more thing right after. And then they'll, yeah. They'll, they'll, yeah, he oh, they'll they'll triple, that big double, but then they haven't won a game since, right? Right. right. No. Back Jeez. to the blogger thing, um, and I and gra- granted, like you know, I think like you know, Purple Rose got a lot of guys that don't that don't live here. Um, that's fine. That's it's not that's so not. They a, are the blogger. Are we calling them that? Yeah, they're yeah. A and they call but no, because that. because yeah. if you look at like Mile High Report that covers the Broncos, like barely any of those people are here. They're all elsewhere. I, I think, and I could be wrong, and someone I'm sure will correct me, but. That when you've got that, you got a guy on the East Coast, you got a guy, you know, somewhere out of here, and they're just kind of relying on what they're what they're you know kind of gleaning from reports. 
that is not comprehensive and that's fine they can they can do a fine job and evaluate what the information they're given but there is a difference between and I'm you know you guys know this than you guys being down there every day and talking to people and and being there and and talking to the coaches you know if you're in Dove Valley or whatever so that is a huge difference and that's why I think you know the blogger designation doesn't really work Okay, and, and I was on the other side of that before, so I'm not hostile to the sure. designation of being a blogger, but I, I can tell you as someone who wasn't there that long ago, the big difference, and people don't like it when you put this fine a point on it, but we're on the South Stands podcast where people Do like it. the straight A fucking truth, Let right? So here it is. Once you've got a boss who's signing paychecks for you to do a job and he says do it this way do it objectively then you better damn well do it that way when i was writing for purple row i was having a blast covering the rockies i was you know but i was out of pocket i was spending i was getting a little bit of money than nothing you know that's the, the sure. it's, that's just how that goes and i was out of pocket so it's like if i didn't feel like writing something i wouldn't write it i didn't feel like doing something i wouldn't do it i've got responsibilities now i've got you know somebody who expects me to to do stuff every single day when they call me up and say we're doing podcasts every day now my boss just gave me an order and like anybody else out there that's got a boss i'm gonna do that now right. i've got every single day podcasts and if i was still yeah, a blogger, your boss I could... is brandon <laughs> but like for instance i mean <laughs> that is also true <laughs> i grew up in Bol- i mean i grew up in boulder basically i've been in boulder for 10 years and i'm a college student at cu you don't think i want to root for the buffs i want to root for the buffs but i have a paycheck telling me you shouldn't fucking root for the buffs. Go cover them. Yeah. Go cover this Joe Tumkin domestic violence thing in which you break the news about Joe Tumkin being fired. I don't want to report negative shit about my university, but I have a paycheck Tough on my shit, name baby. that yep. says, you know what? You better go do that or you're going to get fired. And I go do that. And that's not necessarily what I want to do. And that's an even greater example than what Drew is because, I mean, I am a CU guy through and through, but I have to go uh, use... I'm one of three beat writers. I have to go use my sources to go take down the university, essentially. Please do. Please keep doing that. Take them down, I love that. Yeah, we should do that. Keep taking down CU. Um, That's great (laughs) stuff. I love hearing about all that. I think it's a fascinating um, evolution that's happened over the last 10 years with, you know, from people going from, hey, I'm just writing for fun to like, hey, now you're doing it and and making some money on it. You know, I think that's great. And I'm I'm glad it's happened. And um, all these old bastards can fuck off. They can can just fuck (laughs) off and let these young guys in, you cocks. So, um, Let's get into the fourth. We're going to hit it right back with that quiz, and then we're going to talk a little comics and uh, whatever else tickles everyone's fancy. Zeppelin! Is it that too? Yeah. Uh, let's uh, take a quick break. Be right back. Hey, right after you visit Sportique Scooters on the South Broadway Corridor, why not stop by Mutiny Information Cafe, Colorado's most unique comic book store, used record store, coffee bar. Man, got it all going on. Comic book week coming up this week at uh, Mutiny Information Cafe. I'm not just making that up because these guys are here. 
Um, <laughs> it's it's an awesome place to be. Mutiny Information Cafe right there at Ellsworth and Broadway. It's a true Denver original. A wonderful place to be. Iced cubes. The ice cubes have coffee in them. What? They have coffee in them. You put it in the iced coffee. Oh, that's good. That's really good. It's called cold brew. That's what people like these days. Um. You missed a real fiery music discussion that Scott's, wasn't recorded. Scott's helping me out here. Yeah, it, it wasn't uh, wasn't recorded. Um, you know, Let's you know, run. Peace Frog is the first like um, is the first like acid house Britpop song ever made, right? You know, Peace Frog. Like yeah, that's, yeah. That's all, a, all the way to Chicago, man. That's a jam, and that's um, that was ahead of its time. You mean? Oh, sorry. I had the, I had Peace Frog <laughs> yeah, queued up. Queued up. I, I yeah, both queued up, queued up, and I Peace went with one. And at the, uh, I guess yeah, I a real, um, yeah. a real, a real That's hot, yeah. a real hot music discussion yeah. going on. Yeah. Um, very the, brilliant, mul- the brilliance of James Douglas Morrison. Mul- multiple generations uh, hashing it out. Oddly enough, the the oldest guy here was was agreeing with the youngest guy here, and the dude in between was not. He yeah. couldn't he couldn't quite see it. eye to eye with everyone. So okay. I don't. I don't know and about that. I was that. just in the back row going, Seeger! Yeah! <laughs> There's more Seeger! Yeah, that's the know. weirdest thing about Drew and I is, like, if you were talking, like, old school, new school baseball, like, Drew's more new school baseball than I am right. in our kind of perspectives. And also with music, like, Drew and I have completely different music takes, but we also understand that each other understands the cultural impacts of the music. Like, I, I really appreciate that about him because, like, not many people are going to appreciate someone's, like, 22-year-old music perspective but like he understands that i listen to a lot of music and i understand that he does so we come from different backgrounds we can hash these things out in that conversation we just had john where we were talking about the doors and just different eric clapton i mean it's it ends up being great conversation because we all come from this uh level where we all know a lot of different music and if you're a music fan you should at least be able to find common ground oh yeah oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and there's a uh, morrison hotel in um, morrison Go yeah, there. Now this yeah. is, get some margaritas. You, you put if you put this on at a, at a at a club, people get down to it, man. I wish it's a fucking jam. Being a guy it? from Chicago, I always like this. Oh yeah, it's hot. This is like what this is like what all the music out of Manchester United sounded like. Exactly, has that same beat. It's good stuff, but. You, you should be able to find common ground if you're a true music fan. So a good buddy of mine, our, our old friend Aaron X, is oh, a total curmudgeon. Oh, and that, a total fucking snot. Total snot. Total snot. But he, he knows... Like, but what about... What about he, knows, he, knows more about he knows more Shark. about music than everyone in this room. But like, you couldn't have that same conversation with him because he just would totally dismiss even bringing Justin Bieber into the, into the conversation. <laughs> Maybe, I would think. But I think that's a shame. And I think everyone should... You know, if you, if you truly like music, you should be able to find at least some value in, in some of it, right? I, I got high and sat yeah. and listened to his hi-fi thing. And he played... Old Cool in the Gang records. Yeah. It, was, it was the best shit I ever that heard in my life. Sounds great. One it's of awesome. the things that bothers me the most, I didn't say this when we were talking earlier, but about the pop music people that Let I hate out. so much. Let it out. About all, uh, the Justin Bieber's. Uh, Justin Bieber and Katy Perry are probably the two best uh, no, examples. Katy Perry of, is no, 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 hold on. Katy Perry, no, Perry is but hold on, But hold on Common to the ground. Yeah, uh, but, but, ground. But the, You've seen her boobs. Right? Uh, yes, they're fantastic. She's great, uh, actually. She's great. Good uh, point, uh, No, don't don't muddy the conversation, though. 
The thing that pisses me off the most about those people is that they are extraordinarily talented and and they choose oh, yeah. to produce no. bullshit. Katy Perry spent her entire life as a gospel singer. She can play a guitar. She came up her, as a gospel singer. I mean, her vocal range on songs I hate in the core of me. I'm like, there's nothing about this melody that's new. There's nothing about these lyrics that's new. This was produced by some jackass. But she'll hit a couple of notes and I'm like, Damn girl, like come sure. on, like I couldn't like, and I'm a singer, so I'm I'm sitting there going, I could never in a million years hit that note with that much power. Like I would, what I would give to be able to do that. So that then they take. Have you ever seen Justin Bieber play the drums? No. <laughs> no. Google. Oh, he's Google. an amazing. It's, it's, he's an amazing. Oh, really? he's, he yeah. can play yeah. right. music. At a technical he can play, level, he can play nearly every instrument. That was that very first documentary that came out about him yeah. when he was still twelve or fourteen yeah. years old. And he it, was a guru. See, that, that, all that makes me feel better about someone like no, that. No, it pisses me off. <laughs> well, it make you mad. Absolutely. But like, I just. But the problem I have is with how much of like they're they're kind of products. And well, obviously, that kid's got like prince like talent. Like, I know, but he but can lay down every track. But they're industries. They they're basically an industry. So someone says, "Here's your new song, Justin," and he goes, "Okay," and he makes it. and He goes, "Okay, this is great." I was like, "Baby, yeah. baby, baby, that's a great song. That's a fucking great pop song." There's a certain thing about you going out and making that money and getting. 500 plays rather than you inspiring another band that's going to end up doing that and I understand that perspective because I've always been about liking the bands that have inspired the bands that I like and I love that like I love a talking heads because they've inspired all the bands that I listen to now or something like that but there's a certain thing about going out and capitalizing becoming the most popular pop artist out there Uh, and I think that says a lot about you um, capitalizing on both the music industry and the current state. It's and impressive. The, it's impressive. Yeah. It's impressive what Justin Bieber is doing. Oh, let, 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 me, let me throw this out real quick and then we'll get to the quiz because we'll have to do that and, and get going here pretty soon. A lot of music produced in the last, I don't know, let's say 10 years all sounds like Paul Simon's Graceland to me. Yeah. Yes. It all it's it, yeah. like all these guys and they're about the same age. They're probably in their they're probably in their early thirties now. They all listen to Graceland over and over and they made that album in their own way. Does that does that describe music that was released in the last ten years? It all sounds like that? Yeah, I think so, other than the newest trend of that everything has to be a blend of like dance and hip hop and pop right. and like, like with that, that twenty one pilots. That's all my kids listen to. I yeah. hate twenty one pilots. And, 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 and it's funny because I, I really like the first album that 21 Pilots did. I haven't it's listened catchy. to that. But, but like, the, yeah. I never I, heard I, it. <laughs> I don't even know what it sounds like. The thing that's funny yeah. to me is that, like, people reject this exact thing in pretty much every other aspect of their lives, especially now. Like, people hate this in their politics, this, like, bullshit. Like, oh, you were successful because you sold a bunch of crap that wasn't actually your own ideas. We hate that in politics. We hate it in business. We hate it in sports. We want to see real from our athletes. We want to see real from from our politicians we don't care if we see real from our musicians people hold the the film industry to a higher standard i know i'm ranting now but like to me it's like, <laughs> it's like dude easy but like come on man but like, like jack antonoff is the one making and producing half this music and jack antonoff is is the one that is <laughs> jack, making he's the guy he's the lead guitarist and fun he also is the lead singer in bleachers but like yeah. he produced that all that of lord's new wears, like he's like wears like the he wears the sideways trucker hat that i have on the big glasses that yes. guy yeah, yeah. that's 
the same guy. This guy sucks. That guy can fuck off. This is the He's same Jewish. guy. Jewish. Get out of here. <laughs> I got to wreck him. Hey, listen, I understand. I understand your interest, but this is the guy. I read an interview with him, and he was like, he was like, oh man, when that first Operation Ivy album came out, I was so into it, and I was like, hold on a second. I looked up how old he was. He would have been seven when that album came out. There's no way he was totally into the fucking first Operation Ivy album. Well, you There's were just no talking way. about Led Zeppelin four being released when you're seven. I'm fucking negative 30 when that comes out and I love Led Zeppelin You listened to it when you got old enough to listen to it. He claimed he he was into okay. it when it was okay. released. It was released in 1989 I believe and he would have been like fucking seven years he was old. Listening to I, you listen, love I, me. If, if you know I seven year olds you. they're not going to get obscure <laughs> punk rock albums that no one no one gives a no, shit No, you're about. listening to the Hot Fuss by the Killers or at least that's what I would say. Which is a great I mean, album. And I can play a couple of songs off of that album. Right, we, but I, I want you to sing us out of that later. Can oh you, man. You sing it, yeah, sing right. it like Mr. Brightside or oh, something. Yeah. Oh, Jenny's yeah, got sure. a friend. Jenny's a friend of mine. Yeah, yeah. no. Oh, the, yeah, what was good. the one I know? Um, change your mind is is the song I, I actually still play at shows sometimes. But well, don't change your <laughs> mind when you answer the questions. In this oh, here we fabulous go. Stay out. You either you got to commit. Let's, you got to commit to the answer. Let's get in. Let's get into this quiz now. The usual rules apply. You just shout the answer, and, we'll and I'm just to... going to assign one winner per question. Okay, so just and, say uh, the answer. The, and... the title of tonight's uh, quiz is Wikipedia leaks. <laughs> so I, I, because I, I purged yeah. all w- of this information leaks. directly from Wikipedia. I, I say I'm researching questions. I'm going, I'm on Wikipedia. <laughs> that works. And, and, and the uh, the context of this, the question. It's all Rockies. Rockies. Current and former. Okay. Okay. In 2009, I set the all-time record for most strikeouts among batters in the season. I also hold two of the 10 highest single-season strikeout totals at 211 and 204 and led the league in strikeouts Jeff for Francis. Mark Reynolds. Consecutive- Mark Reynolds. Mark Reynolds. Mark Reynolds. Strikeouts? You talking about a pitcher or somebody striking out? Strikeouts. Mark Reynolds. Strikeouts. So when he wasn't oh, talking about like a pitcher, and I thought you were talking about a Rocky in two thousand. That's already confusing. Bullshit. In the first line, that was that was strikeouts among batters this season. Uh, that's good. Huh. Wait, two thousand nine? Yeah, so for talking Arizona. About current Rockies. Oh, I, wait, I thought. Yeah, I'm like, I'm right, like, that's I'm what I was like. Two thousand nine Rockies in I'm like, I'm thinking two thousand nine Rockies. Current and former. Current. And former. I made my major league debut with the Nationals, but attended the 2016 All-Star Game as a member of the Rangers. Desmond. Desmond. Wait, who got it? Ah, I was in that one for sure. Were you in there? Okay, I wasn't. That's a Desmond. I was all on it. No, he's right. That we had the quiz before, and he said he got in. We didn't hear him. I went back and listened to it. He was. Frankly, <laughs> these guys have such a huge advantage. I'm calling that one for Scott. Thank you. Yeah, we get ties. I was born in Dallas, Texas, and raised in Suwanee, Georgia. Trevor, Trevor Story. Story. I was an outstanding baseball player at North Gwinnett High. Freeland. As a, nope. as a left-handed pitcher and outfielder. Aside from Charlie baseball, Blackman. Oh, who said it? Me. Wait, hold on. He already guessed. You, they should be out right after that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Charlie Blackman. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I heard Dallas, Texas. Trevor Story's I'm not going to get any. Trevor Story, by the way, is the biggest like Cowboys fan, like biggest like Dallas, yeah. Texas guy ever. Is that where he's from? Yeah, yeah that's where he's from. Uh, so that's why. Yeah, we both jumped in on Beers, Story. Steers and yeah. queers. Yeah. Man. So if you guess, you're out. Okay. If that's you fair. guess, that's yeah, you only get to guess one. Well, unless, yeah. unless everyone else is out, yes. and then you get to yes. guess again. Yes. How about you can that? guess again let's, after everyone else I know else maybe is. after all these years we should establish these rules, but let's, let's establish <laughs> They're them They're awesome right rules. Episode three, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Or it's, it's like two, uh, 254. Yeah, exactly. I was a four-time All-Star as a member of the Rockies. 
and was a member of the 1993 inaugural team. In 95... Under In 95, I won the Silver Slugger Award. Bichette. Dante Bichette. Wow. He's yeah. out. He's Dante Bichette. Yeah. That was the other one. Yeah. So. Okay. Even though I'm from Venezuela... Under Scalaraga. They call me Little Ninja. Alexia Alexi Marista. Marista. Yeah. No. I'm going to go with Creaseman on that one. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I think you started nice it one. first, but yeah. Yeah. Jake finished yeah. it first. I said Alexi, and I was like, you done can't saying be casual, words. Yeah, you guys I know. Know. I know. <laughs> As a rookie, I set an MLB record by hitting home runs in Trevor each of Story. my first. Oh. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Jake. Jake Shapiro, you bastard. The Colorado Rockies signed me. As an international free agent in 2010, I spent the 2013 season with the Grand Junction Rockies of the Pioneer League. I had a 29-game uh, hitting streak for Grand oh, Junction. I'm on top of you. I got him for you. Yes, uh, I hate you forever. You missed that? Did, did you get him? He got, he got uh, him before me. I thought you did. Who do you got for me? It's, it's Jake. It's Jake. Uh, I think Drew's Jake. Is surprised. Drew is the Tapia uh, expert. I was Jesus. there in person watching him play in and Grand Junction in 2013, and I still didn't I get that. I saw your mind I was like, I, I, I didn't know it was that long ago. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. The synapses right? don't, don't yeah, connect. Yeah, I didn't even tough. realize Grand Junction had a team in 2010. That must right. have been their first year. 2013, well, 2013 was their first. Oh, 2013. Uh, 2012 were, was their first season. He was in, uh, playing in Dominican uh, for the Dominican Rockies for two years. Yeah. He, he had to have been like 12 season. then, right? Six, How old he signed at 15, started at playing. 15. Wow. Holy yeah. shit. Tiny man. That's crazy. I missed the entire 2016 season recovering from Tommy John surgery. Jairo Diaz. Greg and Holland. That, and the, John Reedy. Nah. You were thinking way too wrong. I know. I went way too inside, man. They, these so guys are like, think, who the hell is Jairo Diaz? Maybe they weren't Rockies then. Yeah. That's what threw me in the first one. Yeah. In Venezuela, in Venezuela, they call me El Gato. Under Scalaraga. Yeah. yeah. Who said that? I That's said John, John Reedy. Jeez. Oh, I'm getting it's serious. I, John I'm might do killed. this. John might do this, actually. It's been a while. Always a fan favorite in Colorado. I was the last player to retire from the original 93 roster. As of 2017, I am the all-time home run leader among Mexican-born players. Vinny Castilla. <sighs> yeah. Wow. I was in Mexico, and I was wearing like a Rockies thing, and the guy's like, oh, Vinny Castilla. And yeah. I'm like, hell yeah, yeah baby. <laughs> There's big Rockies fans down there because oh, like, yeah. not only Vinny Castilla, but like Jorge right. De La Rosa is legitimately the second best Mexican-born pitcher of all time behind Fernando Venezuela. I wish he, Venezuela. Was, I wish he was still in the Rockies. No, yeah. they could use him, actually. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. more questions? How many more questions you got? I'm missing a page. Hold on. Whoa. What the fuck? I was given a horse when I retired. <laughs> right. After I hit a fucking in the sweet s- ass home run. And the sewage Beat on Blake Street <laughs> collapsed that day. Did it? Yeah, the pipe burst. So it was the Did first it? day that the Rockies credentialed bloggers. Yeah. It was Todd Helton's retirement day, and the pipe burst outside of Coors Field. A literal shit show. It was a literal <laughs> shit show. A literal the shit show. The blogs came out, and it was a literal They're shit like, show. They're like, look at what happened. This is God's punishment for letting bloggers in. I guess Colin's got to look for another page for his quiz. I, I have no comment on God's punishment. I, I understand. Well, the yeah, horse is dead. You We're not know that the horse is dead. <laughs> the horse is probably dead. Yeah, no, the horse dead. died. Yeah. No, the horse, horse died. Had, like yeah. some like tragic oh, thing happened God. to it. Listen, I'm going to tell you, um, I was at that game, and that was thrilling. When he hit that home run, that was freaking thrilling. So me and my friends from college that were all from Colorado, mm-hmm. like not the L.A. kids from CU, like the Colorado kids, <laughs> yeah. we were like, Yo, we got to go to Todd Helton's last game. We we bought tickets. We sat at the third deck. We're yep. like, whatever. 
but it was so high up in the third deck that we didn't actually see the ball get out of the oh, really? field. We just saw everyone else getting excited. Like, that yeah. ball got out, I guess. I uh, smoked that thing. It was awesome. Yeah. All right, Colin's back. Colin's back. Despite a strong spring training showing in 2013, the Rockies optioned me to the Colorado Springs Sky Sox. They brought, brought me up quickly, though, and I won a gold glove in my rookie season. Or Troy Tulowitzki. Dexter Fowler? Arenado. Arenado. Uh, 2013. 2013. Uh, yeah, he would have been like yeah. way back in 7, 2007, whatever the fuck you're saying. <laughs> in a now infamous email... I Dick, told Dick Monfort. Monfort. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, true. I thought yeah. somebody would guess Charlie. Who got who got it? I, I think I was in on that yeah, one. Yeah, okay. I've only written like five articles about that one stupid email. <laughs> Sent from my iPad. Sent I was taken my... by the Rockies third overall in the twenty thirteen draft. Third overall. Jungry. N- there you oh, go. I was going to go. Oh, man. Uh, why was I, I thinking I'm just third the, round? The, the 13's throwing me off because I'm like, four years? I'm like, what's going on? And then I, I forget was thinking Greg they, Reynolds. Personally. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I was thinking third round. I got screwed up on that one. I, along with Galarraga, Dante Bichette, and Vinny Castilla, made up the Blake Street. Larry Walker. <laughs> I think that was me. I think that was the person that was not oh, alive boy. during it that got I'm that. I'm I, I think I got, I got it finished. I so felt, like, you favoritism. started before me. Latent favoritism. I don't know. I, I think maybe a half point each. That was, that was in stereo. Right it was there. kind it was, of... It was in stereo. We'll see. We'll see if it plays out. In okay. We'll right. if, it come, if it comes down to a tie, we'll go half point right. In 96, I was uh, named president of ConAgra Foods International. But Charlie. I, Charlie. Who's that? Oh, yeah, he got it. Charlie. 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 Good old Chuck. Chuck. I pitched 15 seasons in the majors, most notably for the Kansas City Royals. Oh, God. Winning 121 Young games in, in my career. God, what's his name? And I was Jimmy Moyer. No, not Jimmy Moyer. Won the Cy Young in 87. I was part of the starting rotation for the Royals team that won the 1985 World Series. Brett Saberhagen. I got it. I got World Series. Brett Saberhagen? No one's gotten it. Oh, it's not Brett Saberhagen? Brett Saberhagen? Scott, you have not guessed yet, correct? Wait, I haven't guessed either. I just said it wasn't. Okay, let me reread the question. I pitched 15 years in the majors, most notably for the Kansas City Royals. Winning 121 oh, games son of a- in my career, you know. And I was part of a starting rotation for the Royals team that won the 1985 World Series. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I can't think of his freaking name. I don't, um, I don't he, know. He, he played you're for wrong. the Rockies fairly recently, right? No, you're wrong. No? No, you're wrong. You can't get the point, but tell him who it's it is. It's Bud Black. Bud Black. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't guess. That was my first guess. Oh, I was way off. Oh. I was way off. I throw left, bat left, and dress left. <laughs> and on November 12, 2008, I was traded along with Houston Street and Greg Smith to the Rockies Carlos Gonzalez. for Matt Holiday. Carlos Gonzalez. Yeah. No. No. Jake no. Shapiro. Got that one. Okay, last question, you guys. And right now, I mean, this is a tight one. It's I'd probably way, pretty tight. Way tighter one than I ever would have thought. Looks like uh, Jake Shapiro's got one, two, three... Good Ooh, John Reedy. I fell one, off. Two, I fell off. Three, four. Oh. Four to four between you two. Man, this is tight. I've got four. This right? could this could be four, this is huge. This question matters. I played my entire 17 year career for Colorado. Todd Todd Helton. Helton. 
Yeah, he was, in, was he was in before. Why would you use that one as the last one? Because right, <laughs> you start saying, I was like, oh, it's obviously not going to be. Todd I did Hilton. the same thing. That's why he got in before me. I went, no, it can't be Todd. That's terrible. Last ah. question. That is the it's only terrible. transplant here. Want it? What? Well, I guess I, w- I was like, it's, it's obviously not five. Todd Helen. It's going to be somebody else. But then I'm like, it had to be somebody else. Jesus. Sean Reedy went. Hold on. Uh, one. This is terrible. This two, is there's always three, there's always some fix for the guest four. to win. Oh I man, think. five to four, dude. Yeah, five, five to four. I got four five too, dude. Four and four. All four. right, all right. Good job, good job, Jake. Hey. Very good, very, very good job. I gotta say, honestly, I thought that that would be a much less close quiz. Than I thought so too. I, t- so. I had by a little mixing rally. up the, f- the 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 heritage players. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that helps. That has a that has a bit of a bit of a twist to it. So, um, good stuff. Um, um, let's r- real quick. Um, we, we promised we promised Drew, otherwise he wouldn't be here. We would talk some comic book movies. Um, you, you, there's you, you rarely get to talk about it because you always got to talk about the damn Rockies. So, uh, did you enjoy Guardians of the Galaxy two? Did you enjoy Wonder Woman? Yes. And uh, yes, and yes, <laughs> yes. and um, yeah, very good stuff. Um, that Wonder Woman chick is hot. And that you know what I and I, yes. I will be I will be dead she's honest. Jewish too. Yes. She's 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 a hot Jewish woman. Like actually, Jew like she's really an Israeli. Jew, yeah. She's an Israeli. <laughs> yeah. Did she serve in the military? Yes, Michael. Yes, she? she did. Oh yeah, yeah. I I just wanted her to just to just to like throw me down and pummel me while I watched the movie. I just wanted her to beat the shit out of me. No. Um, she is hot, <laughs> and it's just it's just her face on the big screen. I just was like I was just in, in enamored with her. Yes, she was great. She's excellent, and it um it's a good movie. Um, it's a very it's a it's kind of a safe movie. It's they don't they don't go too you know go too deep like the Batman versus Superman was like what the fuck is going on here that movie is very straightforward they're like here's what we're doing this is where it's going to go and um, everyone it's all well done I thought it was a good kind of like hey let's try to get these movies back on track type of film and they did that I thought it was really good um, so it's, you know and I and I think that there was a lot of um, it was a lot of positive reviews about it so you got you right. liked it you thought it was good yeah yeah I I I'm with you I think they were like well. Well, let's not be so crazy like we were in Batman vs Superman and Suicide Squad. Let's make like a normal movie that regular people will like. And I'm glad they did that. And I, I hope they get to keep making them because I like the crazy shit. So like, sure. if they have to one out of every three make like a normal beginning to end movie with like you don't have to know anything else about the rest of the universe. Like you can just take it beginning to end, and it's a self-contained thing. And there there mm-hmm. are jokes people like when there are jokes, and that's nice that you can laugh at the movies instead of three hours of dark. Darkness and Batman beating people's heads in, but that's good too, though. You know, I, like I can do three hours of Batman beating the shit out of people. I'm fine with it. So, yeah, man, I, I dug it. I, I thought it was really cool, though, because I, I thought that at least they they kept the visual tone, which is what I like about the DC movies that I feel like Marvel has been afraid to do. They're so insistent on like, let's take these characters and put them in the real world so that your grandma can like Spider Man. I'm like, I'm fine with that. But the coolest thing about comic books is the crazy shit that happens. The jumping dimensions or traveling through time or going to outer space or big monsters that attack the earth and Superman has to fight those. When Superman's fighting Lex Luthor, you're like, that's just a bald dude. <laughs> like, and, and, and it's more interesting than that. And the yeah, comics, to your but point, like Fantastic Four has been dumbed down so much by the movies. Yeah, yeah, like that. that's so stupid. And one of the things I like about the television shows is you, like, you've got more space to fill. Yeah. So you have to do weird stuff. We were just talking about this before we came on. I started watching Legion. I'm like, yes. Now this is what reading a comic, a really good comic book feels like, where you're just in this completely different world. And, it's and crazy. You're, and you're not questioning, like, is this part of the plot connected 
to the last part of the plot. No artist sits down and goes, I want to make something that's functional and works from beginning to end. It's like they've got an idea, hopefully a really weird idea. And I like that they present those. So is, is Legion an FX thing? Or FX, what is it? yeah. Yeah, it's on Hulu it's, now. It's excellent. You should watch it. It's oh, really awesome. good. It's, it's excellent. It's, it's, it's FX. Is it, is it kid friendly? Kid no, friendly? no, no. no. Okay. And it's no. it's an X Men. It's X Men adjacent. Like it's kind of an X Men type show. And I did just watch Logan. I finally saw Logan. I watched oh, it this yeah. past weekend. Have you seen? So have you seen good. Logan? Maybe one of the maybe my top in my top five comic book films of all time. It's very good. I enjoyed it. But the main thing I just kept thinking the whole time is the one like, with the little girl, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. I kept thinking. Why didn't they do this from the beginning? And now they're done. And I was like, now they won't have any more Hugh Jackman to have this in. Right. It's excellent. Hugh Jackman. Hugh, yeah, Hugh, Hugh Jackman. They'll have small Jackman. Yeah, they got a small Jackman. <laughs> but I mean, it's like claws through the skull and just like ripping people's heads apart. And I was like, this is exactly how it should have been the whole time, but they never did that. And I was kind of like, well, now it's done. So I couldn't get that excited about it. It was good. I enjoyed it. But I was like, well, now they're done. So now we can't enjoy this any further. For the exact reason, of the, for, to Scott, Scott's question, because people wanted to know because people have associated for a very long time and a lot of people don't know this quick history of comic books it's because of the red scare because of communism yep. that people think that comic books are for kids because for the longest time comic books were explicitly for adults they were read mostly by people in the military then the government said no you can't do that stuff put the comics book code authority out there they so had they had to, to make off them to something and they right get so, so they had to make them for kids for a long time so i think people who grew up in the 80s and 90s think comic books are supposed to be for kids so if i'm gonna take they wouldn't have made enough a, money to ever make logan well, if they I, I, had a completely yeah. different track to kids any of the dc or or any of the any of the superhero stuff my dad had a book when i was a kid i used to steal out of his bedroom and it was the best of little abner and little abner yeah. was a comic strip and it was it was a comic book, right? And they would come out episodal, episodal, and the the girls had huge tits, and they were drinking whiskey, and it Isn't was like a, horribly racist too. It's terribly racist, yeah. <laughs> and it was about Southern life, and it was totally aimed at adults, completely aimed at adults, oh, and, yeah. it, and it it was published in a very similar way. It's funny, there are people who will disqualify a Batman movie if Batman kills somebody and forget the fact that Batman has literally killed somebody in every single film he's been in except the absolute consensus agreed upon worst one, the one with George Clooney in it. It's the only one. And for the first two years of his comic book existence, Batman ran around with a gun. Yeah, yeah. Killing people, so so the, I th I think that that's where like it's been sold to kids, and because there's a bigger audience there, when you can sell it to families. But so sell it to families first, and that's where DC made their misstep. They came right out of the gate with Suicide Squad and Batman v Superman. Like this isn't for kids. Where Marvel is like, let's sell it to kids, and then when people are invested in Hugh Jackman's Logan, we're gonna have him start stabbing dudes in the face. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> now, yeah, it's cool. You know, you know, uh, you know Raj Sharon. You know uh, Raj. Raj oh, sure. At the fan, sure. Raj, big comic book guy. Um, he loves uh, the DC stuff more than the Marvel stuff. Oh, good. We, I should hang out with him. You should. Talk, yeah. If you see him somewhere, talk to him about it. He'll yeah. love to talk to you about it. He loves the Batman versus Superman Ultimate Edition. And he swears yes. by it. It's, and he says, yeah, it's he goes, it's it's a totally different movie. And he keeps that. telling me to watch it. And he's like, it's the way it's made. And it's, it's totally different. He swears by it. And uh, he is is of the ilk that he's like, because I kept saying, these movies aren't fun. They're just, they're just kind of a drag. And he's like, well, do you need to be there for fun? I'm like, look, by fun, I mean, like, 
Marvel movies are fun to me. I can go and I can sit there for two hours and go like, this is a blast. Reservoir Dogs is fun. Like, that's a fun movie to me. Okay. It's sure. mayhem. It's crazy. It's bloody. It's violent. But that's fun. I, I have a good time with <laughs> like, it. Like Schindler's List, not Sh- fun. Schindler's List, not fun. No, not no. fun at all. No. no. Um, and uh, like, uh, what's that one? Like, the, like anytime like a kid dies, like not fun, not fun. Yeah. And uh, Old so, Yeller. Remember Old Yeller? Oh, yeah. Not fun. Not fun at all. And so Batman versus Superman was not fun to me because right. it just was kind of a grind. And yeah. there wasn't like, it wasn't like, uh, Suicide Squad was kind of fun. I thought that was fun. It was sure. a fun movie. So my thing with Marvel is like, they're all fun. They all have something for everybody. I understand they're kind of catered to families and, and to kid, they're kids and adults alike. Well, kids love it. That's the thing. Like my kids love it. Love it. So, oh, yeah. so yeah. if it's rated R and they can't see it, that's such a drag for them because kids... Love it. Okay, but it's a problem. So you know, and I I totally agree with that, but I really feel like comic books and stuff that's adapted from comic books, it should get to be for just adults every sure. once in yeah, a while yeah. no, too I, I, you know what i mean yeah yeah like, like the, the watchman watchman is a great example of that one of the most popular comic books in the history of the world is something called mouse which is just yep. a retelling of personal stories from the holocaust but with like mouse mice m- mice yeah, yeah. yeah but like that that's a real thing most of the batman comic books that have been written over the years were never intended to be for kids and so that it's become a character for kids you've got to walk that the kids love it kids, kids, and kids fucking kids it. i know those, kids those damn kids everything. Yeah, yeah. um uh, make you know, it for for everybody every once you know, in a while it would, be, it would but, be like like in sports kids like sports too but let's say right in the middle of sports they they switch it to porn <laughs> and, then, and then back to sports, and now kids can't watch sports because yeah. of the porn. You yeah. Know? Well, you know, it, it doesn't work out. No, yeah, there's well, some things you can't watch with It's good kids. stuff. I want to get you guys out of here. Um, are you excited for Spider Man? Spider Man's coming up. Hell's yes. Yeah. And Castlevania on Netflix. I don't know. Nerds, uh, is that anything for. Uh, yes. I, oh, I've, I've some, played some Castlevania in dude, my day. Yes. They're also bringing back. Uh, dude. God, what is the other. Netflix is bringing back. The uh, Enchanted fucking Tale. Arrested Development? <laughs> yeah, that's good. I've been watching that. Yeah, Arrested yeah, Development. I can't remember the name there of no it. Yeah. There were no superheroes. There was a, it was a movie with from the from the 80s. Wow. With the, Stranger Things. The, the Enchanted. Thing. No, it was an actual movie from the 80s. Doesn't make any. They're bringing no. back. They're bringing back as a series. And people Beetlejuice? are freaking out. So uh, real quick, did you watch Glow? Yes, I've watched the first five episodes. It's Awesome. It's very good. It's, it's really so good. Mark good. Mar- Mark Maron's really good in it. Yes. And um, it's like, I think there's only eight episodes, and oh, okay. it's it's really good. Um, it's excellent. Like, because I, I remember Glow as a kid. I remember watching it. Oh, okay, I remember cool. it being on, and um, you know, but it was like you know, I saw this come on. I thought, oh yeah, it's gonna be great. We're talking like, about wrestling. Yeah, glorious, la- gorgeous, gorgeous laser, laser wrestling. Gorgeous yeah, la- yeah, it's on Netflix. It's a little, little show they got going on there. That's yeah, really good. So. You know, Netflix it, it upsets me because you can't see the ratings anymore. You know. Mm. You know, like the like oh, it's just thumbs okay. up or down. It's, yeah, now. thumbs up or down. Like before, let's get like a ninety-eight percent rating. Now it's just we well, think it's eighty-six percent geared towards you. Listen, you got to dig it's, into it's it and see if, see if you like it yourself. So, did you did you watch the last little stretch of uh, Better Call Saul? Yes, I've seen yeah, all yeah, of them. Yeah, that's good. It's excellent. I think that uh, as the season went on, they eclipsed. No. And if no. you're going to go into Breaking Bad, no yeah. way. Oh, no. he did. No he way. just went there. No. I think no. they no. He just went there. I think no. they got, I think well, that's a discussion for another time. Fellas, real quick. Um, I, There's something I, Crystal I'm thinking of. I want you to... Crystal? Oh, Dark Crystal? Dark oh. Crystal. Dark they're going to do Crystal, Dark Crystal yeah. as a series? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're doing it. They're also doing a Watchmen series at some point, too. That should so. be good, because the movie left a lot to be desired. My 12-year-old just read the Watchmen book, and I, really? and I was kind of like... 
you know, there's some. St-. He's like, I, I can handle it. I'm cool. And I was like, All right, yeah, yeah. I've read it. It's not. It's intense. It's, yeah, man. it's pretty intense. That's a great it's, book. Yeah. So, um, real quick, I want you guys to tell everybody where they can find you, obviously, and then um, just tell us when this misery is going to end. <laughs> That's what I want to hear. Well, we got, you know, bsnrockies.com, bsndenver.com, and at bsnrockies, at Drew Creaseman, at Chapalicious, all that stuff. But uh, when is the misery going to end? John Gray on the Hill tomorrow. I was going to say, the the oldest saying in baseball is that momentum is the next day's starting pitcher, and tomorrow's starting pitcher is the wolf of Blake Street, John Gray. Nice. Damn right. Um, it's most take too. Take a while to warm back up. Now, hold, now hold on. <laughs> in, in most, in most fantasy here. circles, when I listen to a fantasy baseball podcast, they would never dream of starting someone who just came off the DL. Now, yeah, you, now they this it's a general rule. Like, uh, just wait and see. Now, do you think he's gonna think he's gonna perform well? You guys seen him? You guys seen him pitch? The thing with John Gray is he's been pitching through his injury the entire time because he was in such a secure boot that he's actually throwing bullpens in the boot. Not only that, but he actually threw one extra rehab start than he would have if this was last year's team because okay. the rotation was doing so well. So John Gray should be ready to go at 100 pitches tomorrow. Cool. Yeah, and, and he's really good. Hashtag analysis. Like, he turned, like, if you watch the first 12 innings of his year this year, he turned himself into, like, Noah Syndergaard. Like, yeah. His stuff was ridiculous. That ain't bad. That ain't bad. Well, I look forward to it, and I, w- I want to get back on that. I want to get back on that positive Rockies train because it's been a wonderful ride oh, so God, far. please. Yeah, please. It's been a wonderful ride, and I and I don't want all the naysayers to hop to be like, ah, oh, fucking Rockies suck. We knew this, we knew this was going to happen. It's like, yeah, yeah, you knew there was going to be a rough patch, but don't bail out. This is a good team. You've said Said this you guys both said this talented team very good team the best team since 2010 2010 they're good they'll bounce back they'll 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 be right back in it i i hope i hope to god we'll see how it goes so hey check these guys out bsn rockies they do fantastic work and and they're the only th- the, really the only place you can like listen to a daily rockies show so don't tune in the radio anymore i don't so i only listen to podcasts uh but uh thanks again fellas appreciate you guys uh, Drew coming back Absolutely. and Jake for coming in for the first, first time. time. So I, I hope you had a good time. Great time. Awesome. Well, until next time, this has been the South Stands Denver Fancast. Adios. We still love you, Colorado Rockets. Yeah. A hundred ships a day, lonely sailors pass the time away and talk about their homes. And there's a girl. This harbor town and she works laying whiskey down they say brandy fetch another round she serves them whiskey and wine they say the same brandy you're a fine girl Say, I'll sit brand new. You're a fine girl.